Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to Podcast Room 303. Introducing one co-host with more nuggets than Chick-fil-A, Nick Morahan. Executive producer until we find someone better, Eric Washington. Nobody really knows what he does around here. Nevada Putnam. And now, the single greatest thing to happen to hosting in history, Jermaine Antonio Colon Mendez. On with the show. Oh, we baby. Welcome back to Podcast Room 303. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Moran. And as always, we have with us and special guest, Episode 214, 2023 NFC South Futures. We'll get into pop culture pick'em, top five ballpark foods. We'll get into head-to-head, batting average update, and what the fuck headline. Without further ado, how are you doing this evening, Nick? Yeah, I think it's – I don't know when the last time we kicked it solo was. Just just the two amigos. I mean, we did it for the first, like, 100 episodes. But I, I just want to say and, – and this will be a real test to see if Eric even listens to the first minute and a half of the show. I just had to say – we just spent – listen, we appreciate Eric and the amount of stuff that he does during the show. We, we, he, never, we will not tell him that, so keep we that will, we, will, we will not tell him that. But we just had to spend an hour and a half unfucking all the documents we loving and caringly handed over to him about a year ago. <laughs> would, you, would you say that's about an accurate description of what we had to do? Well, there was a there was a few things I thought were good, uh, yeah. So I mean, there was there was some work done pre-show for sure. I think uh, Eric makes up his own math too. I think he just does <laughs> his own math. My guy rounds. That's what I was noticing by the unit counts. My guy rounds. Depending on how on how um, inebriated is that the right word? Depending yeah. on depending on how inebriated Eric is, he tends to do math less and less. <laughs> The he more- was just he was just like, oh, they got they won $13 on that bet. You're getting 10 on this one. Oh, you got yeah. 14, you get 15 on this one. Yeah. <laughs> the rounding wasn't even consistent. God King Eric is John, a generous godly and nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh that some inside baseball to our pre-show. Uh fuck you, Eric. He's dead again. Uh, what is this life? What is he on now? Five? Just this uh, year? I I think he might be on. I think he might be on four. I think this might have burned four because he He's, burned. He burned. He burned a, a couple in a row. Yeah, he burned a few. Well, so my thing is, is you can't die and then die again. You can die that's, and stay dead. Because that's what I'm thinking. I, I think I'm counting that as one. Yeah, so that should be one. So yeah. this is Eric's third or fourth death. I think it's his third death. Yes, this he's year. about he's about to be puss in boots, dude. At puss in boots, <laughs> dude. What a fire movie, by the way. I, I actually just I, watched I, it the other day with Eric. I did, have you ever seen a, a a cartoon like a like a, a animated movie kind of incorporate those like manga elements into it like that? Yeah, it's the Spider-Man ones. Oh, I guess that's true. But that kind of was a design, like that was designed around that, like the comic book sort of stuff. 
Mm-hmm. It didn't really like Shrek. We never seen that, I guess, out of a Shrek movie before. Oh, like for a, sure. Like a dream. Like, like I would expect that from Spider Man into the Spider Verse because that's what it's it's designed around that art, flashy kind of stuff. Don't get me wrong, it's awesome. But like I, I've never seen that out of a DreamWorks product, which was really cool. Oh yeah, for sure. No, it, and I do think it it was unique enough that it didn't feel like anything else, but it kind of had elements from some of the more newer animations that are coming out. Right. And animation is getting really good. It also told a dope story. Uh, it was like it was a good story. Like the flash, like flashbacks and stuff. The wolf villain was tight too, dude. When he it did. Uh, it's been out for a while so for those of you who haven't seen it like spoilers spoilers, spoilers ahead i guess but watch the fucking movie or, you... or have or have a five-year-old daughter i guess that's... <laughs> what's my excuse i saw that shit on like opening day um dude when he was like it's revealed that he was like that he was death that was that i was like whoa that's like a so you can't ever kill him he's like i'll be back yeah i told i turned to eric when we first saw him and i was like is that supposed to be death Eric's like, I don't fucking know. Because <laughs> yeah. we've been like 15 minutes into the movie. Yeah. And then I was just like, I'm f- the whole movie, I was like, I'm fairly certain that's fucking death to Eric. And Eric just kept looking at me like, shut up. They're going to tell us. Because <laughs> he, he can't be beaten, dude. He can't ever be beaten. <laughs> uh, and it turns out he was death. And I was like Leo De- Leonardo in that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood movie. Right. <laughs> All right, let's get into how do we want to do today? Let's do. Do you have the what the fuck headline pulled up? Uh, I don't, but I'll hold on. I, I can get it real quick. Just pontificate for a second. Yeah. So shout out the Cubs. Uh, I know that Nick and Nevada don't watch baseball anymore because I talk to myself <laughs> nowadays just about the comings and goings of the league. But the Chicago Cubs are red hot right now. 23 and 11 since August 1st. I think they've dropped a collective like three or four series maybe since the all-star game mm-hmm. double check that but we've won a ton of series and we're a game and a half back on milwaukee now we just smacked the san francisco giants who were in the wild card race against us um so i'm pretty hyped cody bellinger is balling out he's in the mvp contention justin Steele's my pick for the Cy young just because it's a real weak year I just think he's playing the best for, of all the pitchers in the NL. He's he's definitely a Cy Young candidate this year. It's not that I don't watch baseball. It's just that I just I yes I need I need to respond <laughs> I need to respond to you more because I do check on whenever you make like I do check on the series. I get the baseball email every day. Like I am informed about what's going on in baseball. <laughs> That's the most calculated way I can say with cold statistical knowledge. That's what I have about baseball. It's like, oh, the Cubs have won 23 out of the last 34. I'm just doing this for trivia type shit. That is a a hot streak. All right. So what the fuck headline? This is from Fox Business uh, posted on the 4th of September. So right before Labor Day, Um, actually on Labor Day. Uh, <laughs> the headline is uh, Delta flight di- diverted after a passenger reportedly has <laughs> diarrhea all the way through the airplane. Pilot tells air traffic controller, this is a biohazard. So, 
<laughs> a Delta Airlines flight from Atlanta, Georgia to Barcelona, Spain was di- diverted back to its original airport after a passenger experienced a, quote, onboard medical issue, which was reportedly a case of, quote, diarrhea all the way through the plane. <laughs> so I did not watch the video, but apparently Barstool Sports was able to secure the video. And if you go to their Twitter they should have the video posted. I don't know if it's legit or they were just trolling and making fun of the situation because it is a pretty comical situation. Well, for us, obviously, we didn't shit ourselves and divert a whole flight of 300 and something passengers on an eight-hour flight. 336. (laughs) It landed the following day, eight hours and six minutes behind schedule. (laughs) So sorry for those of you guys who had to catch a layover in (laughs) Barcelona. (laughs) Hope you didn't have fucking plans. <laughs> Can you uh, that has that has to be the biggest embarrassment is ruining a flight because you shit like what like uh, can you think of a worse place to shit yourself than two hours into an international flight? I uh, no, I cannot. That's like <laughs> that is oh, you know what? New PCP idea. Top five worst places to shit each, shit yourself. Dude, Top that's five. a good one. That's a good one. Oh man, uh, we'll have to pick while rec- we'll have to pick while recording a podcast for one of those. Oh yeah, dude, <laughs> which, which actually <laughs> for you, room through the lore heads. <laughs> those of you who remember when we were doing it solo dolo, I believe you were still back in the uh, in the old apartment, right? When I was living on the beach, you, in, uh, Jermaine, in Jermaine, Jermaine shit himself and had to wipe himself with a towel before we had video. And it was just, it was me just pontificating, <laughs> not knowing what he was doing. That was, that's good, dude. That's a good I, callback. I did not shit myself, but I, I did not make it to the toilet. You understand? Like, so there was a mess to clean up, but I didn't shit myself. But it was, uh, it was as bad as it gets, bro, because we were oh, in mid recording. I'm like in a rush. <laughs> and the problem was you didn't you never let me know. So like no. you just you just shut off your sound and like went to the bathroom and I was like, oh good, good to go. Fine. I'll I'll talk. I think we were talking maybe NFL or something. And I was on a topic. And then my topic ended and you were still like cleaning yourself up as a, but I couldn't see because it was like off camera. I just saw you like grabbing a towel and I was like, what the hell is happening? So I had to keep talking. I had to power through. That was so funny, dude. That was so, so bad. That was so bad. Uh, to be honest, I don't. If you couldn't control it, I don't think I'm going to be that embarrassed. I uh, my thing is just that like you're two hours in. Like it, I think it's just you're two hours into the flight. You're over. At, they they apparently said he was reportedly over Virginia. They turned the plane around, and he went two hours back. Yeah, that's, like, you, why can't you land at a closer airport? I don't understand. Like, that. Just land and like get the guy off, and then like buy him like a flight or have him buy his own flight back. Well, like, you got to get everyone off of their shit up and down the plane. Oh man, dude! Oh, what a shitty flight. That's so funny. Uh, second, so we had two other submissions this week. Eli Apple's. Uh, Eli Apple's son's mother, baby mama, right, offers to pay fines for any player who enters him this season. Now, she, there's levels to crazy on this, right? Yeah. 
Not even his own baby mama likes him. Well, what does but, Eli Apple do to people that I, nobody I, likes him? I don't know. She's she's crazy, but she also has uh, kids with two other uh, NFL players. I thought. No way, really? Yeah, yeah. She has kids with Josh Jacobs and Geno Smith. Is she even attractive? I don't know. Eli That's... Apple's Eli Apple's not very attractive. I've seen big pictures of him. Oh yeah, him, yeah. But is that her? The De- curly, the Stanny, this this Danny. Am I saying that right? I don't know how to say her name. I didn't even look at it. Uh, Eli <laughs> Apple. Uh, she's an Instagram model, but oh. Bro, what I just why are people not wrapping it up? Oh, did he hit her? Did he? Oh no. Yeah, all right. Well. Yeah, so let's see. Let's not get started on the things this man said to me while pregnant with the child he asked me to have. Oh well. All right. Eli Apple can't even cover his own dick. That's a fire fucking joke, by the way. <laughs> okay, Holy so yeah. crap. He has a sex problem, and she's the sixth pregnant woman in three years. All right, Nick the, Cannon. The other just had abort. The others just had abortions, but I'm already 14 weeks at the time of this confession. Fast forward to mid-pregnancy. My son has a heart conditions and needs a cord blood transfusion, but I'm not a direct match, and Eli is. Doctors set up the appointment for him to give 30 milliliters mm-hmm. of blood, and he refuses because <laughs> he was smashing a different woman in every city. He went too raw. <laughs> oh, dude, this is all bad. <laughs> so he blocks me because I sent him the article of this. I don't know. I can't see that. After he told me it was crazy for the baby to die, I went crazy on him and his mama because, girl, your son is a piece of shit. (laughs) I mean, even if, like, okay, so it's obvious that this girl is probably exaggerating something, but you, this is a lot to exaggerate if she's exaggerating everything. It's a pretty, it's a pretty detailed account. (laughs) It's a pretty detailed account. (laughs) So I'd wager there's some truth to that. Let's 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 take a moderate baseball batting average and say thirty percent of it is true. Oh, dude, that's destiny, not Destani. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> You've been drinking, Big Bell. No, I just you know I can't pronounce it. <laughs> just I thought it was Destani, like the water bottle with a T in it. I could see how you got there. It's D E S T A N I. But looking at yeah. it, I, I think Stanny. it's... Destany. Destany. <laughs> so is it it's Stefani? Stefani? Yeah, but that's not that's not the right. Stanny. Des- Destiny. I think it's Destiny. Let's let's turn to the ever-great uh, translate. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right, so that was one honorable mention. She's a, she's a pretty good-looking girl, but... Here it is. Here it is. Destany. A... <laughs> Destany. Yeah, because Google, because because robots are always right, and then and then I don't know if anyone's heard about this. this is the third honorable mention, but 
Borisov Simonic, a power forward in the Serbian national team, had surgery to remove a kidney after taking an elbow to the midsection during the FIBA World Cup. Dude, that's a that's a hack a shack if I've ever seen one, dude. Bro, so South Sudan's Nuni Omat hit him and he completely crumbled in pain. He was taken to the hospital, had emergency surgery that night, and then there was complications, uh, and they had an issue finding his blood type. Uh, several they, of his teammates. They had an issue finding his blood type? Yeah, so uh, several of his teammates volunteered, though. Um, Just take blood from the big fella. <laughs> you can't take blood from him to give him blood. No, you can take blood to see what his blood type, though, is, right? They couldn't find matches until, but some oh, of the team they were having oh. a hard time finding blood, blood to give him blood matches. Okay, got it. I thought you meant like the doctors were like, I don't know what his blood type is. <laughs> no, oh, man, those are some bad doctors. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it's like the easiest <laughs> test for them. To run. <laughs> okay, good. You can see why I was a little conf- confuzzled. I think you're drunk and you don't know it, sir. Maybe that's secondhand high, I guess. Dude, it's so crazy. Like, this is just such a crazy story that this man got hit that hard. That's a bony ass elbow. I need to see a video of this, man. I have to look that up on Twitter because that's crazy. That complication sucks. And then he had, you know, a second, he had a second surgery after to remove the kidney. Uh, so speedy recovery to that man and, you know, all his friends on the Serbian national team. At least now they have someone to do it for. This is how moments are made, Nick. Do you think they'd get the dub in the tourney? I think they I think they hang the jersey. They hang the jersey. <laughs> they put the jersey on an empty chair. They put the jersey on his kidney. <laughs> Too soon, sir. Too soon. <laughs> Can you? speak. Can you remove a kidney that's having complications and somehow – because kidneys are regenerative, right? Like livers? Right. Yeah, but George Bush banned stem cells, so I don't think anymore. You know, when they're when they're banned like that, you know they're good. It's one of my <laughs> favorite fit. Have you seen that Family Guy bit? Uh-uh. Where Peter has the stroke and he goes into the stem cell clinic and he comes out like perfectly fine. And he's like, why are we not funding this? And it's just that like little clip. And it's just like they move on. It's one of my favorite Family Guy quotes. <laughs> I can see that, dude. That's so funny. So good. Can you go ahead and go through the uh, batting average update for us? And yeah, since we're so, wrapped up with. It. Uh, all right. How do you say his name? Luis Reyes. Yeah. So, so Jermaine can say it. Uh, shout out to Eric. So, Lu- Luis Reyes. Uh, last week was hitting 350. He's actually up five points. Jermaine, he's hitting 355 this week. He is in the NL average lead over the next closest, Freddie Freeman, by 20 points. Freddie Freeman dropped. Uh, it was a 10-point swing, in fact. Freeman dropped from 340 to 335. Uh, so he's a 20-point lead on the NL batting crown right now. What did Freddie Freeman do over the week? He just forgot his baseball bat? Probably, yeah. He he plays for the Dodgers, and they were they were heartbroken with the news that uh, of of uh, Julio Urias. Oh yeah, that was um, what he's domestic violence, right? Domestic violence felony, two time, two time. So he's done it. 
He's done it before, and this is the yeah. second offense. Yeah, he got away with it oh, once. Oh yeah. my god! Got it once. He couldn't stop himself. There, dude. I will say, baseball play. I mean, football players probably fuck up the most, but baseball players love two offenses: steroids and DV. <laughs> I just, I don't, I, I don't like. I, I was having this conversation over the weekend. What's with athletes and DV? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Do you have to, maybe you have to uh in order to be good at hitting a ball, you have to hit <laughs> you gotta <laughs> practice, you gotta practice in the offseason. That sir is a bad joke. That's that, an awful sir. joke. Naughty, felt, naughty, bad Jermaine. <laughs> I felt bad letting it go, bro. Putting it in the how, ether. That's, how is Julius gonna get his towel working if he doesn't have a <laughs> suitable part a suitable punching bag all right welcome to today's uh how did room 303 get canceled today yeah. darn <laughs> we'll go, it eric let's go yeah blame it on eric we have a let's go to the head-to-head so um for the week i went two and one miraculously we'll get into that story here in a second nick went one and two uh surprisingly hit on Nebraska this year. Nick always bets week one Nebraska. They- <laughs> it's, 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 it is a, it is a try. I'm starting to see that I fall into trends here. <laughs> Nick is very My- much Chicago White Sox, Nebraska week one. Listen, I hated Nebraska growing up. I I was definitely a CU part of the, of the rivalry. I think of the, you know, you have the conversation of like college teams we want to see good again. I am so, I'm, I'm so far on the Nebraska bandwagon. I want to see Nebraska good again. We know, dude. You tried to sell me on Scott Frost when he first got there. (laughs) I laughed in your face. I told you you're out of your fucking mind. Nebraska flopped. They had one of the worst seasons. Dude, I was a Bo Pelini fan. I've been a Nebraska stand for a long, long time. I supported Bo. P- I was like, "Why are you guys firing Bo Pelini? He just won his bowl game." Nebraska oh. for me has been a decade in the making. <laughs> I'm gonna get you a Nebraska T-shirt. Dude, man, might as well at this point, bro. So you're such a big Nebraska fan. So Scott Frost does that first year. It's one of the first like worst debut seasons we've ever seen from like a head coach in in my like remembering of college football history i don't remember a, a new head coach with that much hype delivering that little the uh, very next season you tried to get me to buy in on scott frost again <laughs> and i think they lost to like army or or app state or something so yeah i think it was app state so nebraska in the last three years is two and 16 in one score games <laughs> It's so bad. Counting, especially counting yesterday because they lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were two and fifteen before. <laughs> oh, oh boy. but we didn't bet them to win. We bet them to we bet them to cover. <laughs> yeah. So we'll start with Nick's since that's where we're at. <laughs> Nick's one win of the week was Nebraska plus seven. They covered the seven, still couldn't get a dub. He also had TCU minus twenty and a half against the darlings of college football right now. Uh, and this might be a good time for you to go on Nick's uh, Nick's rant for which we haven't had a good Nick's rant, and that's just, we how that's how we know you're happy. You're in a good spot in life because we haven't had a Nick's rant in what feels like ages. But go I'm ahead. Just, so, I'm just okay. 
So the one metric that I could find was from theathletic.com. And theathletic.com has their previous week's rankings and their next week's rankings. It, it, it is it's it generally matches the poll, but they the athletic because they need to sell uh, or they need to get clicks for articles generally churches it up a little bit. They had Colorado in their week two poll at number fifty. Going into week one, Colorado was eighty three in the nation. Right, uh-huh. I am just I, I am so. And I said this. I said this during the game. I said this to anyone that would listen while I was watching the TCU game on Saturday morning. I just did not want Deion Sanders to win this game or, or even be competitive in this game because non-stop we will get Colorado coverage. Just like <laughs> non-stop we got Jackson State coverage. They might get a college game day. Maybe I th- if if they're five and zero and the team they're playing is five and zero and they're both ranked in the Big Twelve, was he still in the Big Twelve or is he no, in the Pac Twelve? He's in the Pac Twelve. He's in the Big Ten. Pac Twelve. Pac Twelve. He's in the Pac Twelve right now. Okay. Yeah, I, I get exactly what you're saying, but I'm also, so, I'm just, also, I'm, I'm it's so, awesome. I'm so annoyed. I don't think it's, it's awesome. I it's just, awesome. it's so annoyed. I'm, it's so annoying. Uh. He's going to completely change the landscape of college football for the worse. Because coaches you, are going to think they can come in and bring 86 trains and completely revamp a program. It's not going to work. Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll see. The jury's still out. I mean, it's one game. They, they have one of the three best wins of the weekend, so – I just you know, I don't that, understand that, that matters. Colorado got Colorado. We, we we like to we like to talk about resumes in college football, right? And especially with resumes, who'd they beat? Good wins or sorry, good losses and bad wins, right? Mm-hmm. Jermaine, how many preseason AP top twenty-five votes did Colorado get for the top twenty-five? How many I'd preseason? Say, I'd say none, zero. They got zero. They probably weren't ranked in the top 50 in college football. You're telling me they move because of one game where they just barely beat TCU? Yeah, but it's TCU who just lost in the national championship. It's 17th ranked TCU. And half of the FBS right now has one loss. So they're instantly in the top 60. Right, but you don't make that you don't make a jump into the top, into the – may, maybe give them a lot of votes, but you don't jump to 22 in the polls from out of outside of the top 50, maybe even outside of the top 75. Yeah, they were one of the worst teams in college football last year. They, right. didn't, they, they didn't really have a great recruiting class, right? Their recruiting, their recruiting class was not in the top 25. I mean, that doesn't matter. There's only, only 60 teams have one win right now. You could throw 30 of them out because half of them play in the MAC and the SWAC and the WAC and the Conference USA, right? So I'm not saying it, they should be ranked, but I'm. Not, it's also week one. It's a 1-0 Colorado, and they beat a 17th-ranked team. I see how they got in it is all I'm saying. I don't. So give them a vote. Justify it. 
Everybody likes every, nobody here. Here's the problem. I have nothing against Deion Sanders, and I have nothing against the Colorado football team. I have this fucking immediate turnaround where the media didn't want to support him, right? You look at the picks before the game. Pat McAfee was the only guy to pick Colorado, right? You look at the picks before the season. Well, you picked almost, TCU as well. I did pick TCU because I thought TCU was going to beat the brakes off him, right? But I'm still sticking with my, with my take. The national media went from – Picking Colorado to finish under their win total of three, not even giving Colorado one vote. None of the sports writers gave Colorado a vote in the top 25. Now all of a sudden they're 21 and they're the, they're the darlings of the nation. Yes. Yeah, maybe this is more of an argument with the sports writers of America. Yeah. As it normally is. With Colorado, yeah. It is nothing to do. It, it really isn't, right? It, it really isn't. It really the only problem I have with Deion Sanders is that in his introductory press conference, he said, I better not see you guys around campus wearing hats. And he was wearing a hat. <laughs> it's That's the only thing I have to say against Deion Sanders. He makes college football fun, which is really what we need in this time of college football realignment. I'm not mad at Deion Sanders in Colorado. It was a great, listen, it was a great game. It was great big 12 football. It's the football I grew up on. Leave you leave your defenses at the door when you come to the stadium because it's yes. time for the offenses to take over. Right, we're, we're suing him up. We're running cover three shell. Oh, uh, 100%, <laughs> dude, dude, dude. The, how many passes did you see in that game that it was like a outside a, a, a toss sweep? Yeah, and it, would, and it was it went for a touchdown. A screen pass went for a touch. That's it was just it was classic Big Twelve football. Where one of the things that I, growing up, I had a problem with the SEC was that one offensive score won the game, Mm -hmm. right? Whoever was able to get that big score won. The Big 12 didn't care about defense until they did. And it was like that one deflected pass or that one interception that like, oh, you could have 55-54, but now you've lost, you know, 54-52. Because that one pass deflection at the critical time. So this is not against Colorado. This is maybe against the national sports media, which does it with every year. Alabama, Notre Dame, like, and now Colorado. I think it was the back and forth nature of the game that put everyone over into they, – they frenzied everyone. All the group chats were popping off. Every single person was talking about this Colorado versus TCU Everybody, game. dude. And – I didn't watch it. I was indisposed. I was having a, a nice vacation weekend. And but everything I heard, I heard, I mean, it sounded like it was the best football game of the weekend. It was a good, it was a, in a, in a otherwise drab weekend, it was the best. It was the best game. All right. No, I, I, I don't disagree with, but this has been our complaint with ESPN who when let's face it, when we're saying in sports media, that's who we're talking about. Right. Um. Yeah. Yeah. You hear also to to take another uh, and they're making a Stephen A. Smith documentary. Oh, that sounds horrible. Why would I want to watch that? Because he's Stephen A. Smith. He's the most polarizing sports reporter in the world ever. I'm, that's so annoying. I don't even want to watch that <laughs> dude on television anymore. But right. Uh, let's finish up this head-to-head real quick. So as we talked about, Nebraska plus seven, Nick here. He missed TCU. Minus 20 and a half and an NC State minus 14 and a half. Had to get that homer pick in. What a spread he chose, though. Did NC State win the game? NC State did win, but it was not convincing 24 40. 
All right. So, and Nick's record is 37, 57, and two through almost 100 bets. Uh, and he's at plus one and a half units. He's the only one of us who are plus money. Uh, let's move into Eric's. Eric's 37, 50, 59 on the year, minus 8.1 units. Uh, he had Utah minus four and a half. They handled business that bet cash pretty handily. He had UT versus Rice over 59. Uh, Texas pulled all their starters. They didn't play a lick of fourth quarter offense or defense, and the 59 didn't hit. Uh, they were prepping for Bama next week. And then Florida State money line. Couldn't believe you can get this plus money, uh, which was unbelievable. LSU is always overhyped. They're just like Notre Dame. They're just like Texas, except for this year, where they put them high and then they don't have an offense that can compete. Well, also, and, have you seen uh, other than, I guess, Adam Gase? Do you ever remember a team that – quits quicker than a Brian Kelly team after two opponent touchdowns. Mm. I have seen more Brian Kelly Notre Dame teams just quit playing after the scores. Like, okay, I'll give you an example. The Florida state game, it was 17, 14 at half Florida state came out two quick scores, 28 to 17, still a very manageable game by LSU. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the just, the, the 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 wheels fell off. Brian Kelly could not call this. He was still running the ball. Two inside runs and a short pass. Three and out. Florida State got the ball back, went down and scored. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, he did apologize for that second half. Yeah. I mean, like, but but remember, like, Brian Kelly, Notre Dame teams? If you, if you, if Brian Kelly had the lead at halftime, it was almost like, Oh Jesus! Like you're screwed. Like if you get two quick touchdowns, you're probably winning that game by forty. Yeah. What is his record? Is like three and and three and sixteen in in yeah. uh, AP top ten matchups in his yeah. career. Yep. Dude, he he's the college Bill O'Brien. That's who I was looking for. College Bill O'Brien. Oh, Bill O'Brien loves to blow second half leads. <laughs> hey, for those of you listening, NFL tidbit 77,812 from this podcast. If Bill O'Brien is the offensive coordinator and they have a lead at halftime, live bet the opponent. <laughs> That's one of the best bets ever. Live bet the opponent. Nick and I are – Bill. we hate Bill O'Brien – when we bet with him, when we started betting against him, we loved Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien is the OC and quarterbacks coach for the New England Patriots, by the way. Exactly. He's replacing Matt Patricia, who, who was the DC calling offensive plays last year. <laughs> uh, poor Mac Jones. Nevada went one and two last week. He had Colorado to score first. Uh, that's hit. That was plus two sixty. That hit, and then um, he had two parlays in. Wait, hold on. Actually, only just one parlay because I think the first one is just bad. Anyways, East, Eastern Carolina and Michigan over 51 and a half. Uh, that missed. And Alabama minus 39 and a half did hit. And then he had West Virginia and Penn State over 10 and a half first quarter points. That missed. That brings Nevada to 33, 59 and one and uh, 9.7 units under. 
and it will go to my board, which had no business being positive this week. <laughs> so for those of you, I was on vacation. I was in a drunken stupor, and it was Sunday. I submitted a bet on Saturday. I needed two more on Sunday, and I completely forgot. All the baseball games were gone. <laughs> All the races were gone. It's like 8 at night. I'm on DraftKings website like – what the fuck is available to bet? I tried to get uh, I tried to get FSU money line. Eric already had that. I should take it spread. I didn't even think of that. But I hit so I hit gain Fjord money line parlay, which was only plus one thirty one. Uh, doesn't matter. I'll take the dub. And then I had Tyler Reddick to win the. Uh, <laughs> let me pull up. Was it the cookout smoking? What was the name of that goddamn race? Yeah, the cookout six hundred or something. I I remember seeing. Cookout Southern 500 2023. Right. And I picked Tyler Reddick, who was the odds-on favorite to win it, at plus 120. He actually came in second. <laughs> so I pulled the bet out of my hat. Don't even know who that guy is. I don't know if that's a white guy or a black guy or a Hispanic guy, but he ended up giving me a bad beat. So fuck you, Tyler Reddick. You're on the shit list. And then I took – I'm not even sure what sport this was. Uh, it's tennis. It was tennis. Okay. It's so, tennis, yeah. So I took the the Bang Shuao Yin versus Young Syok Kim. Yep. Tennis tennis matchup. Took the Korean over the Chinese Taipei player. Yeah. <laughs> That's correct. I took the dog in the matchup at plus 185. The dog ended up coming back to win the matchup. Uh so that gave that brought me to two and one on the week out of just Thin air. The fact that that one is crazy to me. Uh, I don't know if this is going to mean anything to you, but that was the International Tennis Foundation Hong Kong F2. Men's oh, yeah. Singles qualifier. I'm I'm super into that division. I follow it. I take notes. It's one of the seven pages on Instagram I follow. <laughs> uh, I promise you, if you fade us, you'll make a ton of money. It's a podcast motto. We don't, we're not selling you picks. Just fade us. You're going to make a ton of money. I'm 40 and 56 on the year at minus 9.3 units. Like I have the most picked correctly and I'm still 16 under 500. (laughs) You guys would be making a good amount of money. It's not good at all. And then let's get, let's wait. We already did pop culture pick them. Didn't we? Uh Holy cow. We're slacking it. And I didn't even create this sheet. Oh, I forgot about that a little behind the scenes baseball here. <laughs> All right. So today's topic is ballpark foods. Uh, and I'll just, I'm not going to share it because it's not made yet. What is your, so I went first last week between the two of us. All right. What is your um, first ballpark food, Nick? I'm going to go with an ice cold beer. I, and by the way, this is just cons- this is ballpark consumable. So we know I know we said food, but beer can be food too. So I'm going an ice cold beer. All right, so you got ice cold beer. And I mean, is there a better is there a better place to get drunk at than the an MLB ballpark? Yeah, absolutely, there is. No, I don't think there is. <laughs> okay there's there's another uh there's another pcp best places to get drunk at hey oh i closed the document 
let me let me put that in the doc. Before Look at this. This isn't hard, Eric in Nevada. <laughs> Fucking bronies. <laughs> All they do is talk about how hard their job is. Yeah, I have to come up with ideas. Maybe you're just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it's not maybe. <laughs> do you ever consider that you two are just daft and we do this better than you? Don't make me come take your job. <laughs> we I pay- did that. We pay you too much for all that bitching. I did this shit for 150 episodes. It's not hard to Google shit. <laughs> oh my god! All right, you're big. People must think we hate. This. Yeah, they must. I'm going hot dog, bro. I'm Great going... choice. Great choice. <laughs> going hot Great dog. Choice. You got you got back to back. I'm taking fresh squeezed lemonade. Oh, dude, great pick, great pick. On uh, a hot day, dude, you gotta take that, dude. Nats Nats Park also does like a strawberry lemonade, and they put a vodka bottle in it too. Ooh. so you can get a little you get a little mixer right there. Okay. That's pretty good. <laughs> that's that's and the dude, the dude, the dude will be like, he like has his little like airplane vodka bottle, and he'll put it in there, and then he'll like swirl it up for you all fancy. It's pretty dope. Uh, I'm going with my <laughs> uh, second pick. I'm going helmet ice cream. Oh, bro! I used to <laughs> love that at the Diablos games, bro. Dude, helmet ice cream. Then you got a nice little helmet. I mean, that's 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 amazing. Um. Oof. Uh, third pick, I'm going chili cheese fries. Chili, chili cheese fries. Chili cheese fries. Solid choice. I'm trying to think, like, what do I have to get at a ballpark? Because they have pretzels, cotton candy, churros. I kind of – I'm going to go – Souvenir souvenir baseball bat drink. Oh yeah, uh huh. Yeah, or just or really any souvenir drink is is good. Souvenir beverage, yeah. Yeah, souvenir beverage. And then I'm going. I think I'm just good. I'm going. I'm just don't reinvent it. Chudo. Yeah, that's good. Uh, now I want to make sure that you're going to allow this because it's. I think it's completely different in terms of texture when you're eating it. Nachos are, are nachos different than chili cheese fries? Uh, yeah, it's okay. kind of the same thing, but yeah, and it's so, and, ballpark and, food. So. And each ballpark does their nachos differently, <laughs> and and I appreciate that. My final pick, I'm going to go funnel cake. I used to love funnel cake, but it's overrated now. When you realize that it's just like fried batter and it's never, it's never like warm enough to, it's never like cold enough to eat. It's always hot. Yeah. And so, and like what's always, what always throws me off about funnel cake is like you can't fuck it up. None of them taste differently. Yeah. That's true. But none of them taste like del- you're not. You don't eat a funnel cake and go. I, I need this in my life. Yeah, I've never once done that. I've always like overhyped it. I'm doing peanuts slash sunflower oh, seeds. Oh, good pick. Good pick. I can't believe you didn't get that. Yeah. <laughs>
That's a good pick. Anytime yeah. I was like, yo, Nick, just let that one sit, huh? That's that's a good pick, dude. Some ballpark, <laughs> some ballpark peanuts, dude. Just to, to bring you bring you back like, like a like a fourth, fifth inning ballpark peanuts before you go back out for your late for seventh your, inning beer rallies. For your eighth beer, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh I think you already mentioned my uh my honorable mentions, cotton candy and pretzels. Yeah, those are solid, solid, solid choices. I would say that like garlic fries mm. are super prevalent hits. I do want to say like Philly cheesesteaks. I, I I couldn't pick a specific one, but each ballpark has mm. a really good specialty food. Yeah, like that, that's one thing MLB does well. I will like the that. Pittsburgh PNC Park has great pierogies. What is a pierogi i don't know if i've had that it's a ball so you take dough and you put it around meat and then you deep fry that or not well it's not deep and then you like pan fry that meat so it looks like like a a, polish thing looks like a meatball uh no not like a meatball so you take a pocket of dough you put meat in it you basically clamp the edges of it and you put that on like a pan. So it doesn't look like it. it doesn't look like the shape of a meatball. No, no, it looks like you know what a gyoza dumpling looks like. Gyoza dumpling. <laughs> yeah, pierogi. There you go. Yeah, yeah, like oh, them, like them. Yeah. Thanks. Definitely, that's just a dumpling. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, I've had that. Yeah, they're so good, dude. It's just so funny. I each culture is like, oh, you gotta have a pierogi, and then I'm like, oh, you mean. Oh, you mean a gyoza dumpling? You mean gyoza or pot stickers? Right. <laughs> like, right. oh, you mean a latka? It's just different stuff. <laughs> yeah, I always crack up because I'm like, "Ooh, that sounds fire!" And then you go get it, and it's like, "Oh, this is as close to what X Y Z makes." So, yeah. like empanadas and turnovers. Yeah, that. Those are the same thing. Yeah. Change my mind. Raviolis are just that, but a complete circle. <laughs> like it's just you know what I mean fucking raviolis <laughs> oh boy that's funny uh, we just randomly googling pierogies on this <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe we do need Eric uh, no it's the point of the video is to share stuff constantly like if we right. want to look something up we should be sharing it you know I do have to say you are doing a very good job of sharing video that's that's good. That seems that is that a new feature that you unlocked, or has that always been available to our executive producer? <laughs> no comment. No comment. the The list for today's PCP top five. Oh, I, I didn't even change the what the top five was. Top five ballpark foods. You know what's funny is, I think I think this every single time. I was like, did we already do this one? We had to have missed one, right? What do you mean missed one? <laughs> there, has to be a, there has to be a food that we missed. Um, someone will tell us. Yeah. Someone will tell us. Today's today's list, Nick had ice cold beer, helmet, ice cream, chili cheese fries, nachos, funnel cake. Uh, I took hot dog, fresh squeezed lemonade, souvenir beverage, trudel, peanuts, peanuts, and sunflower seeds. Yeah. I think I, I think I like my list. Like yours is a complete. I think yours is a complete ballpark meal. The problem is I don't think of complete ballpark meals because I'm already six hot dogs and eight beers. I don't need anything else. I'm six well, hot yeah. dogs and eight be- People ask me what I get at the ballpark. I get a hot dog. 
if I'm if I've had too many if I've been to too many Nationals games and eaten too many hot dogs, I'll get a chili cheese dog. <laughs> but I'm not sw- I'm not going for this fancy food. Give me a hot dog. Give me beer. Give me some peanuts or sunflower seeds. I had poke the other day at a baseball game, which I just thought was the most outlandish thing they that's could have too, offered me. That's too much. And I was sitting in my chair with chopsticks eating poke at a baseball game, and I was they like, be, yo, 2023 is <laughs> lit, dog. They'd be doing too much, man. I love it. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. I love I'm such – dude, I don't care about the pitch clock. I don't care about the bigger bases. Keep baseball food traditional. Oh, my goodness. This motherfucker is an old head. He doesn't even want to admit it. <laughs> old head with food at baseball stadiums. <laughs> The problem is, is when Nick and I go to baseball games, we hang out at his his first pick for 12, right? His first pick 12 times, and then we look at other food. <laughs> and by then, we don't give a fuck. That's a problem, right? Is that we just go. That's No, our problem is we find the nearest place that sells beer. That place normally sells hot dogs, and we just get five hot dogs and five beers. Uh, so I got some feedback from a couple people, uh, one of my brothers specifically said that the blind five was a good idea. Um, he told me he loved the crazies, but I would hate it. So that kind of lines up with what I was uh, suspecting. And then also he took the opposite stance of if you've been to Munich for three hours, you've been to Munich. And I was just like, I was like, get fucked, bro. I was just like, you don't land in an airport and claim that as the place you visited. No, you can say I was in the Munich airport for three hours. That's fine. Sure. Like I told my, my response was like, just cause I got gas in Lordsburg doesn't mean I've been to Lordsburg. <laughs> <Right. laughs> <Like>. <laughs> Fuck Lordsburg. <laughs> I don't know. No offense, by the way, to anybody that lives in Lordsburg and listens to this podcast. First of all, if we have a Lordsburg, New Mexico listener, <laughs> shout out you and please reach out to us. We would love to give you an actual shout out on the pod because that is crazy. Listen, I listen. I'll send you a shirt and a hat if you're listening from Lordsburg. Well, I'm with my own dime. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm going to share the screen. Will you pull up the uh, DraftKings sportsbook page? I will. Yeah. Forgot to forgot to pull up the odds, but for those of you who've been living under a rock, we've been doing our 2020-23 NFL Future Series, and this is the last divisional breakdown before tomorrow, which is kickoff day between the Detroit Lions and defending champion Kansas City Chiefs, and we saved the best division for last. Uh, what was as much maligned as the worst division in football despite the AFC South existing last year. Uh, I'm not sure how this was the worst division, but two of the AFC South teams didn't eclipse four wins, and everyone in this division had seven or more. But this, you know, maybe I'm out of, maybe I'm out of line saying that we're a better division. But neither nor there. Uh, the division order last year, Tampa Bay Buccaneers were 8-9. and nine. The Carolina Panthers were 7-10, and 10, came in at second. The New Orleans Saints were also 7-10, came in at third. And the Atlanta Falcons couldn't even win seven games correctly as they came in at fourth <laughs> place and had seven at 7-10. Seven and 10. Uh, We'll kick it off with the uh, first place Tampa Bay Buccaneers from last year. Uh, their Super Bowl odds this year are plus 8,000. Their division odds is plus 800. 
to make the playoffs 360 to miss the playoffs four minus 450 and the over under is set at two and a two and a half what <laughs> holy on. fuck oh, is that the on. smallest <laughs> over under you've ever seen hold on Yes, that is the smallest over under ever. We'll have to double check this because Eric right now. He's early. I did. I will say Eric built this sheet with some early odds, so there is possibility that the line has been bet up. It is. It is six and a half. There's no way it's two and a half. Two and a half sounds wrong. Maybe it was two and a half at the time they hadn't signed Baker or some nonsense, but six and a half. Now, if you want to take the under two and a half, it's plus seven fifty on DraftKings right now. So under two and a half, no chance. I was going to take the over for sure. That's crazy. All right, <laughs> now that we fixed that six and a half, let's go ahead and get into the uh, departures and whatnot. Oh, this isn't going to work. I just realized they don't need to see all the inside baseball. <laughs> Ah, even more inside baseball reveal. So Tampa Bay Buccaneers, their departures. <laughs> uh, quarterback Tom Brady retired. Uh, quarterback Blaine Gabbert left. Uh, Giovanni Bernard and Leonard Fournette left. Uh, Julio Jones, Scott Miller, and Brashad Perryman left. Tight ends Cameron Brayton, Kyle Rudolph left. Uh, they, lost, they lost offensive linemen Josh Wells, Donovan Smith, and Shaq Mason. Uh, Edge Carl Nassib retired, a first gay NFL player, by the way, played seven years in the NFL. What about just... what about Sam Gay, though? Nope, Mm-mm. nope. Carl Nassib, first uh, openly gay player uh, in the NFL. He was uh, before William was before Sam Gay. I don't think that's right. I don't know if it was. I'm going off the ESPN alert I got. I okay. I was just more I was just more impressed that Carl Nassib played seven years in the NFL, which just means if you're good. They don't care. Like, yeah, I mean, he's not in there grabbing somebody's right. punch. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, like, right, yeah. But if you're yep. good, hey. but if you're good, nobody cares. He's also a Super Bowl winner with us in the Browns. No, oh, hot dog. Uh, yeah, Carl Nassib, dude. We, we <laughs> dude, dude, we support LGT. What, 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 we, we, we support <laughs> Stop, that. Stop! You hurt yourself. <laughs> I did. I did. We support it though. Um, <laughs> they, they lost defensive lineman uh, William Golson, Akeem Hicks. And Rakim uh, Nunez Roch, Rochos? Roches. Roches. Oh, I got it close there. Uh, secondary players Sean Murphy Bunting, Mike Edwards, uh, Keanu Neal, Logan Ryan, and kicker Ryan Suckup. Jeez, they lost a lot. Here, here, I'll jump in and finish this off. The additions were quarterbacks Baker Mayfield, John Wolford, running back Chase Edmonds, guard Matt Feller, defensive tackle Greg Gaines, linebacker Levante David, edge Anthony Nelson, cornerback Jamel Dean, and kicker Chase McLaughlin. Uh, in the just get the uh, we're gonna need the uh, schedule. So, uh, in the it. draft, they added. Kalijah Kansi, defensive tackle, Pittsburgh in round one. Cody Motch, tackle, North Dakota State, round two. Yaya Diaby, linebacker, Louisville. Servosia Dennis, center, Pittsburgh, round five. Uh, Payne Durham, tight end, Purdue, round five. Josh Hayes, cornerback, Kansas State. And Trey Palmer, wide receiver, Nebraska. Jose Ramirez, edge, Eastern Michigan, all round six players. I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think they replaced. I don't think they replaced all that they lost, and that's not. I'm not even talking about Tom Brady. Um, yes, and the reason why they do stuff like this is when teams are going full tank, they let these guys walk, 
because they're good players. And when those teams sign them and they don't add a bunch of free agents, they get those compensatory picks. Right. And the Bucks will end up with 11 or 12 picks next year just right. based on that. Right. All right, so the Bucks open week one at the Vikings. They play two home games against the Bears and the Eagles uh, at the Saints, then a week five bye week. Yikes. But two home games, Lions and Falcons, two road games, Bills and Texans, a home against the Titans, two road games, 49ers and Colts, home against the Panthers, two road games, Falcons and Green Bay Packers, two home games, Jags and Saints, and they finish the year at the Carolina Panthers. You know, this is not a difficult schedule for any other team but this team. It's really not. I mean, they, they, they play the first place teams, which is kind of unfortunate, right? Eagles, Vikings, and uh, they should play the 49ers. Yeah, 49ers, they play yeah. the Bills. Yeah. So that is rather unfortunate from that perspective. Yeah, and they play, by the way, they play uh, the Vikings on the road, the Bills on the road, the 49ers on the road, the Packers on the road. The Vikings, yeah, you said the Vikings, right? Vikings, yep, week one. And the early bye week. I, I, I think the schedule looks deceivingly easy. It will not be for the Buccaneers. No, I mean, honestly, like, I think their their offense isn't as bad. Baker Mayfield looked pretty serviceable in preseason. They Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, another year removed from the ACL tear. Uh, interesting to see what the last year's rookie tight end does for them. Um, but... I don't see them having any shot winning seven games. So (laughs) I can't imagine you do either. I'm going to take – I'll take the under, uh, no, and no. I mean, here's the thing. Do we think this Bucs team is better than the Carolina Panthers were last year? No, absolutely not. Baker Mayfield went one and five with the Panthers last year. Yeah, what did Baker Mayfield go with the (laughs) Bucs? The Rams, you mean? The Rams, yes, yeah, sorry. One and three. So he that, was two and eight last year. That I Rams don't, team was terrible too, though. Uh, apparently, he declined uh, to appear on uh, season two of Netflix's quarterback show. Good for him, but I bet you did that because he got crushed by <laughs> everyone who gave him shit for making commercials. Right. Uh, if someone's going to pay me money to make a commercial, I'm not saying no. I don't care right. if it's my first year of the league. Right. And so like, it's 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 a better look to do commercials and and read your playbook than it is to get a new contract and have a clause in there about not playing Call of Duty. <laughs> uh, just my personal opinion. No, that's an outlandish take, sir. Uh, shooting outside, shooting from outside the, the the court, you're going under here, right? And then no and no. I'm going, yeah, outside the court, and then, uh, yeah, no. All right. So Tampa Bay, there's agreement there. I think we Tampa Bay is the consensus last place team in this division. These these three other teams is an absolute. I th- I'm not – you can go either either direction, and I will probably be like, okay, yeah, I see how you can get there. Yeah. And we'll get into the second – last year's second-place team, the Carolina Panthers, who were 7-10. and 10. Uh, Their Super Bowl odds are plus 7,000. Odds to win the division, plus 400. Uh, to make the playoffs, plus 210. To miss, minus 250. And the over-under is set at 7.5. Uh, let's go ahead and get into the departures, arrivals for this team. Uh, departures, they lost quarterback Sam Darnold and P.J. Walker. Running back 
Donta Foreman, wide receivers Rashard Higgins, DJ Moore, and Andre Roberts, guard Mike Jordan, center Pat Elfline, uh, D-lineman Matt Ioannidis, linebacker Corey Littleton, and Damian Wilson, cornerbacks TJ Carey, safety Justin Burris, safety Sean Chandler, DB Miles Hartsfield, and kicker Zane Gonzalez. Uh, additions include uh, quarterback Andy Dalton, running back Miles Sanders, Wide receivers, Demir Bird, DJ Shark, and Adam Thielen. Tight end, Hayden Hurst. Tackle, Cam Irving. Guard, Justin McCray. Center, Bradley Bozeman. D-lineman, Harry Ander- Henry Anderson. Shy Tuttle, Deshaun Williams. Linebackers, Kamu Greiger-Hill. Safety, Von Bell. And safety, Eric Rowe. Kicker, Eddie Pinheiro. Sweet. Uh, Love Eddie Pinheiro as our kicker. I thought you guys... Didn't you get rid of him and someone else is the kicker now, or am I tripping? 100%, yeah. It's like Dustin Hopkins now, isn't it? Uh, No, actually, you know, it is Eddie Pinheiro. Is it really? Okay, so your draft uh, was in round one, pick one, Bryce Young, quarterback, Alabama. Round two, pick 39, Jonathan Mingo, wide receiver, Ole Miss. Round three, pick 80, DJ Johnson, edge, Oregon. Round four, pick 114, Chandler Zavala. Guard, North Carolina State. Round five, pick 145, Jamie Robinson, safety, Florida State. Can I, let me ask you this. This Chandler Savala kid, guard, right? Did he play next to um, – because you took the NC State tackle last year, right? Mm-hmm. Did he yeah. play next to Cro- – is it Cross or – who's the tackle you took? Uh, e, uh, Ikeem uh, Ekwono. Ekwono. Ikwunu. Yeah. Uh, did this guy play guard next to him? Uh, no, he played guard on the other side. On the other side. Okay. Yeah. I thought it'd be, I, if they played next to him, I was like, that's a pretty interesting little tandem they put together there. All right. So let's go through the schedule, brother. So they open the week one at the Falcons. Then they play the Saints at home at the Seahawks uh, against the Vikings at Detroit at Miami. Week seven bye week. Two home games against the Texans and the Colts at Chicago. Home against Dallas. Three road games. Titans, uh, Buccaneers, Saints. Two home games, Falcons and Packers at Jacksonville. And they finish the year at uh, home against Tampa Bay. Thoughts on I, the schedule? I think that's a great schedule. Yeah, I mean, the the – the at Atlanta game, I mean, we'll get we'll get it into it in Knicks Nuggets. We normally don't play well at in Atlanta. Uh, the Seattle game is probably going to be a loss. Uh, the Detroit Miami games are probably going to be losses. Um, at Jacksonville, Week Seventeen is probably a loss. Oh, man, I. I, do, I, I honestly, I, I mean, I will defer to you. I don't know what to make of this Carolina Panthers team. Uh, so I'll give you one nugget, and it's you're starting a rookie quarterback under. <laughs> I'm taking the under. Until a rookie quarterback proves otherwise, I'll take the under. And and then if he does it, good for him. And I'll then I'll be wrong when I pick against a rookie quarterback again next year. So I'm going under. I think seven and a half is a fantastic number. I could see them getting six or seven. Uh, but I could also see them winning five and just being in games, but not knowing how to win them. It's classic Carolina Panthers football. 
And, you know, it's Frank Reich's first season. I'm not enamored with the wide receiver core they put around with him. Adam Thielen is reliable, but he's 87 years old. DJ, <laughs> DJ Shark, I thought was a good pickup, but he's hurt already. And then, you know, Jonathan Mingo is a rookie wide receiver who's going to have to learn and grow with his quarterback. Uh, I mean, Hayden Hurst is, what, a 31-year-old tight end? Uh, like, what's the best season we've ever got from Hayden Hurst? And then – you know, Miles Sanders is a good running back, but it's also a rookie quarterback. So if <laughs> if he's not hitting wide open wide receivers, they're just going to load the box. Yeah. Hayden Hurst, 2020 with Atlanta, 56 receptions, 571 yards, six touchdowns. That was his best season, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nothing too sexy or all serviceable. I love the addition of Von Bell as a, as a, secondary anchor for this team that Kamu Gruger heel pickup is good as well I see that the Panthers and Saints are still poaching each other with that <laughs> shy Tuttle shy Tuttle edition and Andy Dalton um I, I think I think this is one year too early for Carolina I think Carolina will be a top 10 pick this season and Carolina will very much be in the running for Marvin Harrison Jr. My my question and my concern is, I mean, F- Frank Reich has never had a rookie quarterback. He had Andrew Luck when he was 29 years old, his first season as a head coach, right? Andrew Luck was very developed as a quarterback then. I get Frank Reich was a quarterback. He has not shown the ability to develop quarterbacks. Carson Wentz. How did Carson Wentz do when he was on the Colts? Yeah, I mean, that was after Carson Wentz lost all his confidence after his ACL tear, though. But before that ACL tear, he had Carson Wentz leading a 13-win 13 13 Eagles team, and Carson Wentz was an MVP favorite that year. Proven quarterback, though, again. No, he had Carson Wentz. He was the one who developed – that was like Carson Wentz's second year. Oh, I guess he was the Eagles OC. Yeah, I mean, you asked, I answered. It's not the best answer. It's not the best answer. But Frank Reich, as far as quarterbacks go, I think you want Frank Reich with a rookie quarterback, personally. Well, let's see here. So he was the quarterback's coach for Indianapolis in 2009, 2010. Peyton was still there. Maybe, no. Who do they have in 2010? Did they have Andrew Luck in 2010? No, it's Peyton because 09, the Saints beat the Colts in the Super Bowl. Oh, right. That was 2010. Okay. Yeah. So Peyton was still there in 2010. He was then quarterback's coach of the Chargers in 2013. I that think was, they, that was Philip Rivers. Rivers still. Yep. That was, that was Philip Rivers. Not anything crazy. Uh, he was the OC in 14 and 15 for the same Chargers. And that was not Justin Herbert. That was still Phillip Rivers. Yeah, and then Eagles from 16 and 17, like you were talking about. So, yeah, I, I guess we don't have a lot of uh, points to point to for Frank Reich, or, or not points, but uh, data data points. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm going under. I, I'm, I'm going under for the Panthers. Uh, no playoffs. Um no Super Bowl and no division winner, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, sweet. So, yeah, I think I agree with that with Carolina. If they prove me wrong, that'll be dope. That just means that Bryce Young, not Love, actually balled out this year, um, which is something that I wasn't expecting. I don't think he's going to be bad. I think he'll have a he'll have a middle of the pack rookie quarterback season, and then next year we'll be talking about him taking the leap. And yeah. next year we'll be talking about them potentially signing T. Higgins or you know, some wide receiver like that who comes on the open market um, or the draft Marvin Harrison Jr. So let's go ahead and get into the third place team, which was the New Orleans football Saints. They were 7-10 last year. They have a plus 4,000 Super Bowl odds. They have a plus 120 to win the division, 180 to make the playoffs, plus 155 uh, to miss the playoffs. And then 9.5 is the over-under on the win total. Uh, let's go ahead and get into the – uh, departures. So they lost quarterback Andy Dalton, running backs Mark Ingram and David Johnson. They lost wide receivers Marquez Callaway, Deontay Hardy, and Jarvis Landry. They lost tight end Adam Troutman and Nick Vanette. Edge edges Marcus Davenport, Kentavious Street, and David Onyemata and Shy Tuttle. They lost Caden Ellis, Chris Harris Jr., PJ Williams, Justin Evans, and Daniel Sorensen. Uh, additions: They added quarterback Derek Carr and re-signed Jameis Winston. They signed running back Jamal Williams. They re-signed wide receiver Michael Thomas. Tight ends Juwan Johnson and Foster Moreau. Tackles Storm Norton. What a fire name. That is a good uh, name. They signed D.N. Tanoa. Uh, I don't know how to say that name. <laughs> it's like a – it's like Samoan or Pasanganon. I don't know, dude. That's that <laughs> defensive tackle Malcolm Roach and Kalen Saunders, D lineman Nathan Shepard, cornerback Lottie Johnson Jr., DB Jonathan Abram and JT Gray, and punter Blake Gillian. <laughs> I will say that that Tanoa guy's been on the squad for a bit. I just don't know how to say his name. In a, round one, pick twenty nine, they added Brian Bruce, D tackle Clemson. In round two, pick forty, they added Isaiah Fos Foski. Edge, Notre Dame. Round three, Ken J. Miller, running back, TCU. Round four, Nick Saldiveri, offensive tackle, Old Dominion, and Jay Kaner, quarterback, Fresno State. Uh, recently suspended for PEDs, Jay Kaner. Uh, round five, Jordan Howden, safety, Minnesota. Round six, A.T. Perry, wide receiver, Wake Forest. And round seven, Alex Forsyth, center, Oregon. Let's go ahead and get to the schedule. So the Saints open, let's get that. Saints open the, the season uh, against the Titans at home. Two road games at the Panthers, at the Packers, home against the Buccaneers, at the Pats, at the Texans, home against the Jags, at the Colts, home against the Bears, at the Vikings, a week 11 bye week, uh, at the Falcons, two, three home games, excuse me, Lions, Panthers, Giants, at the Rams, at the Bucks, and they finish uh, with the... Uh, Falcons at home. I love the Saints. What a good schedule! <laughs> what a good schedule, dude. Come, I mean, coming out of the bye week, they they could go seven and zero. When was the bye week? Week seven, week right? eleven, week, week 11. eleven. Yeah, they play Oof. Atlanta on the road, Detroit, Carolina, the Giants at home, Rams on the road, Bucks on the road, and Falcons at home. Holy shit! They go seven and zero coming out. They're hot <laughs> in the playoffs. I listen. I want. I want over. I, I love the Derek Carr pickup. 
I think Derek Carr gives their offense the boost that they didn't have last year. Uh, I, th- I still think he's a good quarterback. I think, yes, they win the division. I think, yes, they win the playoffs. Or they, they win the playoffs. Yes, they make the playoffs. Uh, I do not know if they win the Super Bowl yet. Actually, no, I'm going to say no, they don't win the Super Bowl. I've Whack! Said, Whack! I've already said, the, who did I say wins the Super Bowl? I don't remember. Uh, so we, I've had a few picks. Oh, I said the, I, I think I said the 49ers win. Yeah, I had Philly over um, Chargers. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna go over on the win total. I, I, a division winner, obviously. I'm gonna go over on the win total. Yes, to make the playoffs, division winner. And you know what, dude? I think the Saints have a shot at the number one seed in the NFC this year. The. The thing is, right, and and I, I I'm not gonna chastise you for that pick because if they go seven and zero coming out of the bye, you don't want to face the hot team in the playoffs. Yeah, I plus four thousand. It's still a very good defense. Their regular season is not difficult. They're not facing any of the top quarterbacks. You know, it Falcons twice, Panther twice, Panthers twice, Bucks twice, right? Like Desmond Ritter, Bryce Young, and Baker Mayfield slash Kyle Trask slash Kyle Trask. I think they destroy this division. And so, just in the division alone, you could see a six and zero, right? Which is unbelievable to say because it is division opponents still, and we probably won't go, but you could see it. And, and I'll that- pro- I'll probably hand you a loss at Green Bay. I'll probably hand you a loss. Uh, it seems like the at New England game or at Houston game are games for the Saints to lose, doesn't it? It seems like yeah. a, it seems like Saints loss. Jacksonville at home is probably a Saints loss. Minnesota on the road is probably a Saints loss. So that's what one, two, three, four, five losses maybe. I mean, I yeah, five five lot. I mean, I I don't see us losing a lot of those games you just named either. Right, but I'll say I'll say the Saints go twelve and five this year. Twelve and five. Can you go to DraftKings and look up the line for over eleven and a half? Let's see if we buy points. What kind of odds we can get for the for the tens and tens? So we'll, go, we'll go to the Saints. Right, their win total is set at nine and a half. We'll go to wins. We'll scroll down here to New Orleans, Nolens. The Saints nine and a half. If you take over eleven and a half, that's plus two seventy. Plus two seventy. Not as much as I thought it was. That's not bad. I actually kind of like that bet. Yeah. I'm gonna put that in my player props. New Orleans over eleven and a half plus two seventy. Want to see if that hits? Oh, you know what? I don't know if we've been picking this the last few weeks, but I don't know if we did division exact order the last few times. Mm, yeah, we totally we, forgot. Well, we we can look it up. It won't be that. Be that hard. Sure, we could definitely definitely uh, set it later. So um, I'm going New Orleans, Carolina. Actually, no, I'm going New Orleans, Atlanta, Carolina. Will you give me the odds for that? Yeah. I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to go New Orleans, Carolina, Atlanta, Tampa Bay. New Orleans, Carolina, Atlanta, Tampa Bay. 
I could see Atlanta winning this division. Uh, let's see. Exact result. Oh, no. Now I got to find. See, it's the one thing Eric is good at is finding what, uh, finding where everything is. Uh, Unless they don't have it. And then he clicks around forever and gets mad. All right. And then mad. <laughs> uh, exact order of divisions. Uh, let's scroll down to NFC South. NFC South, you have who? Saints, Falcons, Panthers, Bucks. That is the odds on favorite at plus 450. My Saints, Panthers, Falcons, Bucks is the second highest odds at plus 550. Yeah, I'm fading the rookie quarterback. Uh, a, a couple more Saints props. If the if you think that the Carolina Panthers are not cracked, cracked up to uh, the rookie quarterback, a Saints, Falcons, Bucks, Panthers is plus 900. A uh, Saints, Bucks, Falcons, Panthers is plus fourteen hundred. Um, if you think the Falcons are going to finish last uh, and the Saints to win, that's plus fourteen hundred and plus eighteen hundred, respectfully. Uh, and yeah, the the longest odds are the Buccaneers to win and the Saints to finish last, plus eight thousand. Not surprising. Not surprising. Let's go ahead and wrap up the last of the four teams in this division affectionately referred to as the Atlanta Falcons because all they do is fail when it matters. They finished seven and 10 last year, somehow still got fourth place. Uh, they have plus 6,000 Super Bowl odds, plus 215 odds to win the division, plus 105 to make the playoffs, minus 125 to miss, and eight and a half is where the over under is set. Some of the departures they had this offseason is quarterback Marcus Mariota, wide receivers Demir Bird and Olamita Zacchaeus, tight ends Anthony Ferkser and Nicole Pruitt, guard Colby Grosset and Elijah Wilkinson, D-lineman Abdullah Anderson and Jaleel Johnson, linebacker Rashawn Evans, cornerbacks Rashad Fenton, Mike Ford, Casey Hayward, and Isaiah Oliver, and safety Eric Harris. Arrivals, they've added quarterback Tyler Heineke, Wide receivers, Kadero Hodge re-signed, Matt Collins, Scott Miller, fullback Keith Smith, tight end Jonu Smith, tackle Caleb McGarry, guard Chris Lindstrom, uh, tackle Jermaine Effetti, edge Lorenzo Carter and Bud Dupree, D-lineman's Calais Campbell and David Onyemina, linebacker Caden Ellis, cornerback Trey Flowers, Mike Hughes and Jeff Kuda, safety Jesse Bates, defensive back Cornell Armstrong and punter Bradley Pignon. In the draft, they added... In the uh, first round, pick eight, Bijan Run Robinson, running back, Texas. Round two, pick 38, Matthew Bergeron, guard, Syracuse. Round three, pick 75, Zach Harrison, edge, Ohio State. Round four, pick 113, Clark Phillips, third, cornerback, Utah. Round seven, pick 224, DeMarco Helms, safety, Alabama. And Javon Gwen, O-lineman, South Carolina, at pick 225. Let's go ahead and go through the schedule, bro. So two home games to open the year against the Panthers and the Packers. At the Lions, they play a, quote, home game. I say that because it's against the Jags in London. Two home games after that, Texans and Commanders. Two road games, Bucks and Titans. A home, home against the Vikings uh, at Arizona, a week 11 bye week. Uh, we'll do New Orleans at home week 12, coming out of the bye week. Then at the Jets against the Bucks, at the Panthers, against the Colts, and two home games to end it, Bears and Saints. 
It's not a tough schedule for the Falcons, I don't think. Yeah, it's not tough at all, and they're talented at every level but quarterback. Jesse Bates was a phenomenal free agent safety signing. Uh, they went in and brought in a couple more New Orleans Saints players, which makes sense now that um, – is it Fontenet that's running the show as the GM in Atlanta? Uh, so these are a lot of guys that he scouted. They brought in David Onyemata and then brought in Bud Dupree from Tennessee. Uh, added some more depth to their offensive line, which was already a strong suit, and they were top five in every rushing metric possible. Attempts, yards per carry, yards before contact, pass uh, – sorry, rush run block win rate, um, you know, <laughs> whatever the, whatever other rushing statistic you want to mention, like DVOA, Atlanta dominated. And they added the best running back we've seen drafted since <sighs> Saquon? Mm-hmm. Or maybe, well, maybe Brees Hall? Mm-hmm. Brees Hall hasn't really done anything yet. So I, I guess it is Saquon. Uh, that being said, I'm going to take under (laughs) (laughs) that all being said, I'm going to take under. See, only one team has a winning record this year in this division. The Falcons just like, they, they don't impress me. Like I, I I just, I'm, I'm, I'm not impressed at the, the Falcons offense. I'm not impressed with Desmond Ritter. I'm not impressed with their receiving core. Uh, I think B. John Robinson is good. Probably he'll be running behind a good line, but you can't just run the ball the whole time. They, teams will stack the box and defend against that. I They did it last year and won seven games. Let me ask you this. Uh, Desmond Ritter for a full season, is that going to be better than what they got from Marcus Mariota last year? No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. Marcus Mariota was bad last year. <laughs> I don't think Desmond Ritter was much better. Let's look at Desmond Ritter here on the old football reference. He was a rook, though. Uh, Desmond Ritter, two and two, uh, 708 yards in two games, uh, and no interceptions. Interesting. Uh, one comeback, one game winning drive. Oh, so he was one and one, not two and two. Sacked nine times. No, he was, it says two and two in here. Four games, four games started. Four games started, and he only yeah. had 708 yards. Yeah. Going to need some sort of lead. Uh-huh. It's just, dude, Drake London is a fire wide receiver. Kyle Pitts is a banging tight end. Okay. Bijan Robinson and Tyler, I just don't understand how <sighs> this team just. This, what, what you just said, Desmond Ritter is throwing for 100. In four games, he went two and two and threw for 177 yards. Yeah, but they didn't throw the ball. They had, like, the lowest – if I'm not mistaken, they had like the lowest pass percentage in the league last year. So they got to throw the ball? Yeah, hopefully they do. <laughs> Is that Arthur Smith's game, though? No, it's not. <laughs> but he's also never had a quarterback that could throw the football. I don't think he has one now. <laughs> he does, well, we don't know. Jerry's still out. He was a rookie last year. Um, I, I don't <sighs> – the defense is better. The offensive line is better. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to come in here and pick the Falcons to win this division. I did. Because I, I think this is a talented football team aside from the Desmond Ritter question mark. <laughs> right. It's just such a big question mark. I couldn't do it. So I went no. Uh, for those of you not watching, I went no on 
the over-under, I went no on to make the playoffs, and I went no to win the Super Bowl, which is just an obvious no-brainer. All right, so now we need to well, we need to do the props portion of this. So, and everything is – it's not by division. It is not by division, no. <laughs> All right, <laughs> so let's – Let's go by Carolina players. So, so Bryce Young, right? Mm-hmm. Or we'll just do all pass yards here. So Bryce Young is over. His line is set at thirty-two hundred and a half. Will you uh, write down which ones we take here? God, that's advantageous, or that's that's adventurous. I I would say under. I don't want any. I, I don't really want any part of it. If I'm being perfectly honest, me, me either. Uh, this is fascinating. I think he can get this number on just yak. <laughs> just Desmond Ritter over 2,600 and a half. I mean, it, listen, he threw for 177 yards last last year. If you put that over 16 games, that's 2,800 yards. <laughs> yeah, and you got to at least expect some sort of step forward where he throws for maybe 25 more yards a game or something. Right. Give me the over on Desmond Ritter uh, passing yards. Uh, very next quarterback we have here is not on this list. Where is Derek? I must have passed Derek Carr. Give me one second. Oh, Derek Carr is 3,700 and a half. Uh, I'll take the over on that. Derek Carr over 3,700 and a half. And they don't have anything for Baker slash. I don't think. They don't have I love. I love the Derek Carr pick. Uh, he has in in seasons where he has played sixteen games, uh, he has thrown for um, forty eight, or he has thrown for over four thousand yards, uh, four of the six. Yeah, that's easy money. Thirty seven hundred and a half with Rashid Shahid. With Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, and then just an ammo game of tight ends. We can just hit you in waves with shitty tight ends. Right. Uh, yeah, I'll take Derek Carr on that all day. Let's go to the passing touchdowns. Bryce Young is at, at 22 and a half. I want Young under touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. Give me the under on that. Prove me wrong, Big Phillip. <laughs> Prove right. me wrong. No doubt. Here's the disrespect, bro. Derek Carr is 23 and a half. Derek Carr has, uh, in his... He never throws touchdowns, dude. He fucking pisses me off. Professional seasons, if you put it over a 17-game stretch, he averages 26 a year. I think that's a perfect line. I don't want any part of it. I just... He can... It's been one thing I've talked shit about him in fantasy. is like he can just not throw for more than two touchdowns in a game. Like right. ever, he can oh, once he has two touchdowns in a game. That's it. What's his line? Twenty six and a half. Twenty three and a half. He has thrown for twenty three and a half. Last year he threw for twenty four in fifteen games. He threw for twenty seven in twenty twenty. Uh, and since two thousand seventeen, that has been the only time he has thrown for over twenty four touchdowns or twenty four or or more touchdowns. Yeah. Derek Carr is not that good, bro. That's why I wasn't. That's why I wanted to pick it. I think it's a perfect line, though. 
It's a it's a fantastic line. I'll abstain. Desmond Ritter, 15 and a half. No. <laughs> That's such a crazy low. No. That's such a crazy he low. Threw, he, threw, he threw two in four games, which means he's <laughs> going to throw 10 in 17. All right. So let's find some uh, some Bijan Robinson props here. So Bijan Robinson over 1,100 and a half. So the line is 1,100 and a half. Who was their running back last year? Corderell Patterson. And he went the fuck off. And Tyler Algier was the second running back. He also had a thousand yards. Uh, give me the over on Bijan at even money. Uh, 1100 and a half at, at even is just fantastic. So 695 Patterson rushed for Algier rushed for, Oh Jesus. Wow. There's a lot of rushing yards left. Uh, what, what did you take Robinson? What? Over how much did Algier have last year? 1035. Right. Yeah. So it's 1100 and a half. 1100 and a half. So he only needs yeah. to get 70 more yards than Tyler Algier. Let me ask you this Is Bijan Robinson more talented than Tyler Algier? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> if I had to pick. <laughs> yeah. If I mean, gun to my head, probably. <laughs> yeah. And then the other guy that ran for them last year, also a rookie. I don't think he's on the squad because he tore his Achilles or his ACL was uh, Caleb Huntley. You remember Caleb Huntley was a fucking guy that people talked about for a little bit. Anyways, yeah. give me the over on that. If he doesn't hit it, I'll be very, very sad. Uh, uh, I, I, What's Tyler Algier? Does Tyler Algier have any props? I uh, will look that up right now. Let me give you the Miles Sanders one since he's right next to Bijan. Uh, 925 and a half. 925 and a half. What did uh, uh, what's his name? Deontay Foreman. Foreman ran for 900. I think, I think the offensive line got better and he ran for 900 last year. And it yeah, was only like, like 13 yeah. games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nine games started. Yeah. I want the Miles Sanders over. I think what's that's his, what's, I think what's that's his rush yards? 925 and a half. Yeah. Uh no, I think that's a fantastic, fantastic pick. I'll take that one as well. Uh so Rashad White is also in this division. He's set at 700 and a half. I want nothing to do with that line. <laughs> yeah. And then the New Orleans Saints. So I guess Kamara is on here. He's at 600 and a half. Uh, is, he, is he missing games? He's missing four he's games. Just, right? He's suspended for three, and he's also our receiving back. That's going to be a hard line for him to hit. I really do believe that. Okay, so he started 10 games over the last he, – he started 13, 10, and 10 over the last three years. Okay. He's rushed for 897, 898, and 932. This man is just so good at football. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, give me the over 600 for Alvin Kamara. I don't care if he's missing three games. That kind of seems crazy, right? Yeah, I, I, that is insane. I, <laughs> wild. And then, so the other backs, so we did Miles Sanders, we did Bijan, we did Rashad White, we did Kamara. He didn't show up. Okay. And then Kamara, I don't imagine they have a Jamal Williams fucking. Yeah, they're not going to have a Kendra. Nope. All right, so that's that wraps up the rushing yards. We'll get into the rushing touchdowns. I probably don't want to do any of these, but we'll look at it anyway. So, Miles. Sanders is at six and a half, and B. John Robinson is eight and a half. Eight and a half is a lot. 
That is a lot. Do you want either one of those? No. Yeah. And then uh, Rashad White is four and a half. He sucked last year. I'm I'm out. I'm out on that guy. When it comes to touchdowns, like if you're not a guy that, yeah, I'm poses touchdowns. If you're not a guy I've seen get touchdowns regularly, I'm not trying to bet on you. Uh, so I, I'll abstain from that. We'll go into receiving yards here. Um, oh, this is going to be running backs, and so Adam Thielen five fifty and a half. I don't um, it's the perfect line (laughs) it's the perfect line because it's a rookie quarterback it's old man Thielen old man Thielen but but what about your but what about I got a feeling what about it I haven't had a feeling for two and a half years (laughs) I got a thorn is what I got (laughs) neither is Uh, Adam Thielen let's see uh, he played 17 games last year What's his line at? 550 and a half. So in seasons that he's played at least 13 games, he has never had less than 716 yards. Yeah, but that has always been with quarterbacks who could play. Case Keenum, Kirk Cousins. This is a rookie quarterback. Yeah. And he's 37. Are we? Does he play 17 games this year? He's 37. He's 33, dude. No, Adam Thielen has been playing football since 2001. <laughs> He's been playing football since 2014. He's 33 years old. I know he looks like he's 49 years old. We've been talking about Adam Thielen since like 2001, dog. We were drafting him in Mike Allstott drafts. Get out of here. (laughs) It was him and Chris Collinsworth on the Viking. (laughs) Uh, Chris Godwin, 800 and a half is the line. Oh, man. I don't know. I'm not saying. I don't. I, I think the Bucks wide receivers are going to do good this year. I'm not betting on it, and I'm going to look away. I'm going to check the box score afterwards because I don't want to watch Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I don't. What I mean, like, is this the best receiving court Baker Mayfield has ever had? Oh, without a shadow of a <laughs> doubt, bro. Without a shadow of a doubt. That, that OBJ Jarvis Landry one was supposed to be good, but those guys killed that locker room, so you don't really know what happened. Um. Chris Olave, 10, 50 and a half. Give me the over. Yeah, I mean, I think we're we're both high on Chris Olave. I, I will I will also take the over 10, 50 and a half. Smart man. I almost gave you the DJ Moore line. <laughs> Drake London, uh 825. <laughs> yeah, RIP. What is it? 8, 850 and a half? <laughs> no, I think it was 825 and a half. Yeah, 825. Well, I am I am slamming that. The over, right. right? The over. I am also slamming the under on Drake London touchdowns. Oh, yeah. I'll take the over on his yards, and I'll probably ride with you on the under because Atlanta does not throw touchdowns. So, if you – so, uh, Desmond Ritter played the last four games of the year, right? Mm-hmm. If you take Drake London's production in those last four games, he averaged 1,415 yards over 17 games. He averaged 4,000 – wait, say that again? 1,415 yards he averaged. Who is this? Desmond Drake, Drake, Drake London. London. Oh, yeah. Desmond Ritter played the last four games of the season. Those were the four games he started. <laughs> In those four games, if you extrapolate Drake London's production out to 17 games, he had 1,415 yards. 
Oh, so he's a top nine wide receiver in the yeah. NFL. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm t- thank you for that stat. I will still stick with my over. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, and and to that stat, he would have averaged zero touchdowns. <laughs> It's Kyle Pitts rookie season all over again. God damn it, dude. Oh, Atlanta just cannot throw touchdowns. It's comical. Speaking of Kyle Pitts, 700 and a half is the line for him. 700 and a half? I'll take the over. See, Kyle Pitts in those last four games. Let's see. Kyle Pitts in those last four games. Didn't play. Didn't play. He was hurt. Shut him down. Um, Mike Evans, 925 and a half. Mike I'm, Evans gets see, a thousand yards. I'm gonna take see, the over. See Chris Godwin. Mike Evans always gets a thousand yards, bro. Mike Evans, what over what? Oh, over nine twenty five and a half. Um, I'll take that. He, I'm gonna I, bet him to get a thousand yards yeah, until he. Does, I mean, until I, he doesn't. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, Mike Evans. The last time he got a th- he last time he didn't get a thousand yards in his career was never. <laughs> we're still waiting on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're still still waiting, still waiting. Adam Thielen over four and a half touchdowns. Actually, that's an Adam Thielen bet I can get on board with. Adam Thielen over four and a half touchdowns, and it's plus money. Yeah, give me Adam Thielen over four and a half. Uh, Adam Thielen. The last time he got under four and a half touchdowns was two thousand seventeen. Oh, Mike Allstop is still playing, right? <laughs> I didn't say 2007. Thielen over four and a half uh, receiving touchdowns. Okay. Chris Godwin over four and a half. I'll, I'm, I'm abstaining. Yeah. Uh, Chris Olave over five and a half. I will take that, actually. Over five and a half. Over five and a half. Derek Carr is an underrated deep ball thrower. Chris Olave was open on so many deep routes last year. Uh, expect them to connect connect on a few more this season. Okay. Um, Give me the Drake London. Yeah, I'm looking for that one right now. DJ Moore keeps pausing me every time. <laughs> <laughs> Four and a half, brother. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, under, 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 dude. You mean that means I've got plus four? I don't even think he gets one. <laughs> yeah, I my the data shows he gets zero. <laughs> Jawan Johnson over four and a half. If we didn't add Jimmy Graham, I'd be all over that bet. But, I, but Jim, I, Jimmy Graham is mentally unstable with all the CTE. <laughs> Talk, yeah. What did, what did he have? He had um, an aneurysm is what they said he had. I think so, yeah. An aneurysm episode. How scary is that, That's bro? pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, CT is a son of a bitch. CT is a son of a bitch, bro. So Kyle Pitts is also four and a half. Again, see Drake London. I, I might, yeah. Michael Thomas is four and a half as well. Oh my god, dude! What a fucking and plus money. I'm taking the over, bro. It's even. Four and a half. It's, it's even right now. So you you get what you bet back. Uh, yeah, I'll take that. And then Mike Evans is at six and a half, which is a fascinating bet. I'm a, I'm not taking that at all. Uh, let's see, Mike Evans. Just like I put out, Mike Evans uh, never had a. Still waiting on Mike Evans to have an under thousand yard season. Uh, Mike Evans, ooh, has had one year of three. Other than 2015, he has never had a year of uh, under four and a half. Uh, but he set at six and a half. 
Uh, he is. is oh, yeah. It's a great line. And he caught – last year it wasn't until the championship game in fantasy that he added three touchdowns on the season. So last year's stat total was padded for sure. What did he end up with last year? Six. Yeah, so I, I'll stay away from that one. Um, I think that's a fantastic line. I don't think he hits it. Uh, we're not doing receptions. We're not doing ints. We're not doing sacks. Combined tackles. Dominance. <laughs> dominance. Dominance. What is dominance like? <laughs> Hold on, I could I could read this to you. That's crazy. So let's see. Total regular season rush TDs versus Cincinnati Bengals for Nick Chubb. Oh, jeez. And they have total regular season rush yards versus Cincinnati Bengals for Nick Chubb. So you right, can well, let's 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 just take a look at Nick Chubb last year against the Bengals. Uh, against the Bengals last year, Nick Chubb uh, rushed for 101 yards and two touchdowns, and 34 yards and no touchdowns. So. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna. So which, so which Nick Chubb are we getting? <laughs> I think the second one was when Deshaun Watson came back, and yeah. they just couldn't move the football because Deshaun Watson had not seen NFL defenses for for over two years because he hadn't that because he didn't have that massage to loosen him up. <laughs> he he was out there single handedly supporting the massage business in uh <laughs> in fucking Houston. That's right. That bring, that wraps up our props for the AFC South. Uh, not as prop heavy as mo- many other divisions. Uh, a lot of unproven talent in this one. A lot of young, exciting talent. See Drake London, Bijan, Chris Olave. Um, pretty fascinated to see everything that kind of come out of this division. And so, um, you got anything else for the 10 to 10, Nick? Uh, yeah, we're going to do week one betting. Oh shoot! This is a long fucking episode. Here, I'll, we'll we'll move through it quick. All right. So you can look up the week one schedule. Right, football's back. We got one more sleep uh, until football. Uh, we open the year tomorrow, uh, Thursday night football. D- the Detroit Lions travel to KC. A uh, lot of Monday night games we have, or sorry, not Monday night. Uh, Sunday one p.m. games. Eight of them uh, we have. Uh, five Sunday 425 games. Obviously, everybody's playing. Sunday night football is Dallas traveling into uh, the metal or the yeah the Meadowlands to play the Giants. And Monday night football is the must much anticipated matchup uh, of Buffalo and New York. I'm not going to go very deeply into our model picks yet because, as you guys know, I don't start betting our NFL model until Week Four when I can actually have relevant information on how the teams play. Uh, what I will give you guys for week one is week one nuggets, Jermaine. So are you ready? Always. Okay. So what we looked up right now, what the first thing I looked up is for home for, for season openers, how have rookie coaches since 2019 done in home openers? Okay. There are three right. rookie coaches this year, Arizona with Jonathan Gannon, Houston with D'Amico Ryan's, and uh, Indianapolis with Shane with Shane Steichen, yeah, Very German. Uh, since 2019, rookie head coaches are nine, eleven, and one straight up, but eleven and ten against the spread. Okay, not a lot of action there. Yeah, right. sounds like five hundred. However, 
All right, Jermaine. Last mm-hmm. week, and, and really since we've been doing this, we have two of our favorite props, right? Houston, we Houston like, plus nine and a half. We like Houston plus nine and a half was, was one of our favorite props. Uh, we like to fade East Coast teams traveling west in primetime. Sadly, none of that happened. However, there are two games this week where a West Coast team travels to the East Coast early. Last year, 2022-2023, this uh, metric, what would you call it? Metric, this... Statistic nugget, yeah. Statistic this nugget was three and two straight up, it made us 3.4 units and four and one against the spread. These teams are Arizona travels to Washington to play the Commanders, Washington, DC, and San Francisco travels to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is a two and a half point dog right now at home for a 10 a.m. game at home. Spicy San Francisco starting off. Spicy. San Francisco starting off. Washington is a touchdown favorite with Arizona. Still, I think, a little bit of the line to take it. It did open at five and a half, though. Absolutely not. Joshua Dobbs has been with the team for two weeks. I'm not start I'm not betting on a quarterback <laughs> that wasn't there for training camp. Right. Let alone like who the fuck is their wide receiver core? Uh scary Terry McLaurin. No, I was talking about the Cardinals. Oh, the Cardinals. No, no, no. We're not taking the Cardinals, right? Oh, we fade, yeah. We fade West Coast. Fade, yes, yeah, fade. Yeah. Okay. What, yeah. what I'm saying is the line opened Commanders minus five and a half. It is now Commanders minus seven. Try to get it uh, before it goes above a Commanders touchdown. That's what I'm saying. I was able to get it at Commanders minus seven. Uh, you should look to get it. That Also, that Pittsburgh plus two and a half right now. And the Pittsburgh money line, I believe Pittsburgh money line is plus one fifteen right now. Uh, we have uh, eight division games uh, in Week One, which I think I feel like is a shocking amount of division games. I, I don't remember seeing this many division games Week One, but uh, I think they usually start heavy with division in the early weeks yeah. and finish now the season the season with them. But uh, there eight, eight is a lot. So I, I'm going to highlight the division games that that I think have a lot of trends in them. So so uh, obviously Carolina plays Atlanta. They they tend to go back and forth. Uh, Carolina has not scored less than 19 points the last five. The Falcons either score 30 plus or less than 20. Right. So oh, yeah. there's 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 not really a betting edge. What what is, how do rookie quarterbacks perform in their debuts? That's a great question. I didn't look that up. What and then the other thing to look at would be road or home debuts because this is a road debut. I think Atlanta is a smash play this week for a rookie quarterback. Yeah. I think for a that, rookie quarterback, I think it's two and a half for Atlanta right now. Uh, um, Atlanta is a three and, three a, half and a half point half, favorite yeah. right now. Yeah. Atlanta is a three and a half point favorite. Uh, so the Bengals travel into the Browns. You may think, wow, this is an automatic smash for the Bengals. Right. Jermaine. Right. I like the Browns this year, but the Browns? Tell, me, tell me why it is a smash for the Bengals. I will not tell you why it's a smash for the Bengals. The Browns in Cleveland have won the last five matchups. The Browns have not scored less than three touchdowns in the last five years. And Cincinnati has only scored over 20 points once. And that was in 2020. So this isn't like a Joe Burrow thing. And it changed with Joe Burrow. They've only scored 20 points once once i believe that game was when they didn't have joe burrow in 2020 okay so this is going to be a. so what's the under on this uh so right now over under 
uh, with Cleveland, it is 40. Oh, no, sorry. It's 47 and a half right now. Yeah, I think I think I might go. It's a division game. With the Bengals two and a half point favorites right now. And the Browns are at home. So it sounds to me like you Browns money line and you smash the under. It's a division yeah. game. The over is 47 and a half. They'll probably end up 44. Right, 44, 45. Right, and you would think the Bengals are probably going to run the ball because we're, we're still hearing talk that, that Joe Burrow uh, – we're still hearing talk that Joe Burrow is not even in pads yet. Really? So he's yeah. still using tampons? Yeah, still using tampons. <laughs> I thought that was a good joke. Fuck you. <laughs> Next division game, Jaguars Colts. Yep, next division game, Jaguars Colts. You'll say here, uh, wow, Nick, it's probably an automatic smash for the Jaguars, isn't it? No, it's not. The Indianapolis Colts have won the last three or the last five games um, in this matchup. Uh, the Colts have scored over 23 points the last five um, games. Right now, the Colts, uh, the line is at jaguars minus five right now so i I would take a look at the uh at the colts money line and also that kind of goes to uh our rookie head coaches being 9 11 straight up Uh, i i like a coin flip i I like taking you know that basically means that each of these games is a coin flip i know the cardinals aren't gonna win (laughs) so that eliminates one and i'll take uh i'll take a team in indianapolis that has a history on their side Uh, also Nothing but bad bad vibes this offseason. So everyone's going to fade Indianapolis. Right. Right? The whole Jonathan Taylor saga. Jim Merce continues to be a maniac. <laughs> Buffoon. And, and Anthony Richardson wasn't named the starter. Or wait, hold on. Was he named early? It was CJ Stroud who wasn't named the starter. Right. Um, no, I think that's a, I think that's a good play. Taking that, that Colts bet. <clears throat> Jaguars probably win, but don't cover. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, or or they don't win. It, maybe put a little bit of pizza money on the money line. But, yeah, watch the Colts right now, plus five. Um, uh, a couple of other games. Green Bay uh, has won the last four traveling into Chicago. Not much of a surprise. But Chicago has not scored more than 19 points uh, since 2018. Right now, Chicago is a one-point favorite at home against Green Bay. And you know my pick, Jermaine. I'm very, very high on the Packers this year. Uh, so I'm going to take Packers money line. Gross. <laughs> uh, the, the Raiders traveling into Denver. The Raiders have won the last three, including a six-point win last year in overtime in Denver. Uh, since 2017, there has only been one game uh, in Denver, and that was the 2021 game, that has been separated by more than a score. So this one is always played pretty tight. I say that, but then you can't get a lot of juice. Denver is a four-point favorite right now. So if that line does go in some weird way, if that line does jump, take a look at it. But right now, there's there's really no play there uh, other than, I would say, uh, a Raiders money line for a Broncos team that I think has had the opposite hype this year um, for Sean Payton. Although it is pretty funny. Uh, did you see the Russell Wilson quote? With the, the Sean Payton Russell Wilson quote where he said where he told Russell Wilson to stop kissing babies because he wasn't running for public office. <laughs> I thought that was fake. Oh, was it? That's no, I I thought so. I just I saw the the quote, but it sounded fake. So that's funny as fuck if it's real. 
uh, last two games of, of the divisional schedule, and then I'll, I'll kind of run through my picks and, and let Jermaine talk a little bit about his. Uh, the Cowboys traveling into the Giants, they're four and one in the last five, including a seven point win last year. Um, the, the Cowboys have scored less than if, if you do feel like the Giants side uh, is the game that you want to go to. Dallas has scored less than 20 points one time. And that was the game in January of 2021. They lost that game 23 to 19. Three of the last five have been de- decided by a score or less. I think just like the Cincinnati game, this one is a hammer the under. Right now, 46 and a half is the line. The Dallas are three and a half point favorites. I would take both the Giants three and a half point line and hammer the under at 46 and a half. Okay. Uh, and then the final game, the Bills Monday night football traveling into the Jets. Uh, the Jets last year uh, broke the Bills' uh, four-game winning streak by winning 20-17. to 17. In this matchup, uh, Buffalo either scores 40-plus po- points, they've done that twice, or less than 20, which they've done three times. And the Jets have either scored between 20 or 10 points the last five matchups. Yeah, I think we could throw that out. <laughs> yeah, probably throw that out right there. Buffalo is a minus two and a half point favorite. The over under is 45 and a half. So this week with all my betting nuggets, I like the the commanders by a touchdown. I like Pittsburgh plus two and a half. I'm going to throw a little bit of money on the pizza on, on the Pittsburgh, or a little bit of pizza money on the Pittsburgh money line. I like the Colts plus five. Again, chuck a little bit on the uh, Colts money line. I love Cleveland plus two and a half. And like Jermaine said, the under, uh, I love uh, Cleveland money line. And a little bit, a little bit of pizza money on there. I love Packers money line, uh, and let's throw a little bit of pizza money on the Dallas uh, New York Jets, New York Giants. Excuse me, the, the Dallas New York Giants money line. What do you got, Jermaine? Other than uh, that, yeah. So other than that, I love the Detroit Lions to cover. Right, um, this line opened originally. I think it was seven, seven and a half when it first opened. If I'm not mistaken, do you have the original line opening? I do. I thought it was bigger than four and a half, which is what I'm currently looking at, looking at. But um, <clears throat> but the internet's not loading, so that would you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it opened at this game opened at seven. Seven. Chief, okay. Chiefs by a touchdown. It is now Chiefs minus four and a half. Yeah, so it, it may have been um, initially, you know, bet up to seven and a half and then come back down. But Detroit minus four, Detroit plus four and a half. I think it's fantastic, especially with the Travis Kelsey news just coming out. Um, the very next game I'm looking at, I'm going to avoid that Pittsburgh San Francisco game that you talked about. But Minnesota, I think Minnesota comes out and smashes Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so, right now, I don't think, I, I don't know why the line has not adjusted to that. Uh, Minnesota is still a six point favorite in Tampa yeah. at home. And, yeah. And I think they could win by 10. I so, mean, I, and, and this game opened Minnesota by a touchdown. So it's dropped a point. Why G- grab it? Interesting. I did not know it dropped a point. Yeah. So I, I like the, the minus six for Minnesota. So kinda, I'll take that. Kind of scares you a little bit, doesn't it? It's, it's a little scary. I, cause it's Minnesota and that defense is, God awful. Uh, so it scares me. Houston Texans is at a 10 point dog right now. Give me that all day. Yeah. Uh, give me that all day. If Baltimore ends up shredding that, then fine. But uh, I, I'll i take the 10. I'll bet, take, give me the 10. 
you're laying me 10. I'll take the 10. Uh, we, also, we also love Houston plus nine or greater. Yes. Houston plus nine or greater. It's at 10 right now. Uh, New Orleans Saints, three-point favorites at home. Two of the more underrated teams coming into this season. I think Tennessee is getting a lot of slack uh, that their expectations aren't going to be good, and they're going to be much better than, than people – expect but not this week new orleans gets in that ass early often and frequent uh they win by more than three i Uh, don't i don't like this game opened new orleans three and a half point favorites it is now currently new orleans three like jermaine said however i will i will love this line at two and a half two and a half is two and a half is a sweet spot if you can get two and a half that'd be fire you could buy a half point it'll probably move the line from minus 115 that it is right now to minus 125 uh yeah, it's I'd, not minus I, 135 but i would still take that that would i would cool. i would still take that at minus two and a half of um, i also the, like i i also think not a lot of run or not a lot of pass heavy offenses despite what's happening uh, the under 41 I think I might take that. Under 41 for Tennessee, New Orleans? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just – I don't know what the new New Orleans offense is exactly going right. to be. Right. I think it's a, I think it's a fair, safe bet. But we could come out of week one and be like, holy shit, the Saints are going to be one of the top passing teams in the league because they have the weapons to do it. And I will say that the under bodes well, especially without Kamara. But week four and on, this Saints offense could be something special. Um. Look, the Dolphins are traveling to the Chargers at 125. I think this is going to be a shootout. So give me the over 51. Giant, giant number I know, but give me the over 51 in that game. Uh, both teams will move the ball on the ground enough for those quarterbacks to air out and have nothing but big plays. The wide receiver core is going back and forth. It's going to be fascinating to watch. Uh, give me the over in that game. Rams – to your point, Jermaine, it has already gone up a point. It opened at 50. Makes sense. Uh, Rams and Seahawks, 46 points. It's, that's about 46 points too many. Uh, <laughs> g- g- give me the under. Uh, Green Bay, Chicago. This one's going to be ugly. I, I think it's going to be real ugly. Give me the under 42 on that. Uh, and... that, has already, that has already dropped from an opening line of 45. Okay. Give me the over 42. Uh, I'll I'll take it's a good play. I'll take that swing for sure. If you're gonna give me that swing, I'll take that swing. And then, uh, my my oh my oh shit of the week parlay is New York Giants, New York Jets money line in New York. Both New York teams playing at home. Both New York teams playing big-time teams from last season that have high and big expectations. Both New York football defensives have gotten better. Both offenses have gotten better. This is a this is the second year in both those coaches' systems. Uh, Sol and Dable come out and put a stamp on the week as holy fuck, and then we're just going to overreact about it. And as we just talked about it, as I was just talking about it, the New York Jets money line it went did. down. It did. It literally went down as I was right. talking about that it. There you good. go, ladies and gentlemen. Giants plus 142, New York Jets plus 124. Smash those bad boys together. We're going to get ourselves plus 442 odds. I mean, that's a nice $400. That's a nice $4,000 hit to open the week. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> for me, it'd be a $442,000 hit, but yeah. <laughs> always, always play your unit size, ladies and gentlemen. Always those, you know, gamble responsibly. <laughs> those are my bets for the week. Uh, I'm excited. Football's back. Uh, give me a random bold prediction for the season. That could be good. Mike Young pulls a Cam Newton, throws for over 400 yards. Panthers still lose. (laughs) You remember that? You remember Cam Cam Newton's debut? (laughs) He threw for like 415 yards, and they still lost to the the Cardinals. Uh, Oh man, God, I would love it. I just my my joy is for Bryce Young to show signs of being good but not win you any football games this year. Right. <laughs> Holy shit, the Jets just went to 120. It's it's precipitously dropping. We lost eight points of money line advantage in this one, like, two-minute conversation. Holy fuck. Football's back, ladies and gentlemen. This is a two-hour podcast. What a goddamn marathon, dude. We did it. Hey, ladies, ladies look, and gentlemen. Look at us, Joe. Mission accomplished. <laughs> Uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Podcast Room 303. I've been your host, Jermaine Colo Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Moran. And as always, we have with us the – and as always, we have – just kidding. We'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room.